Hey, you're listening to an exclusive bonus episode of the Garver Show. Let me just tell you what just happened. News of Gabe Kapler just broke. We didn't think this would break, but I have two great perspectives that were with me the whole day, and this broke, and I had to have them on to talk to you guys. So, without further ado, here's a bonus breaking news episode of the Garverar Show. Make sure you tune in next week. More regular episodes to come. Music! Welcome to the Garv Roar Show. I'm your host, Garv, and uh, we have some breaking news to get into. So I don't want to waste any time. Let's get right into it. Gabe Kapler was fired today from the Philadelphia Phillies after finishing two seasons with a 161 to 163 record. He finished those two seasons without a single playoff berth, and this season, after all those additions with Bryce Harper, JT, and more, they only finished with one more win than they had in the 2018 season. Middleton said general manager Matt Clintac will lead the team's search for a new manager. So joining me on the Gar Aurora show today, we have our insiders from the Eagle Zone and Sports Zone today, Ohm, our editor-in-chief, and Casey Krause, our baseball insider. So gentlemen, what are your biggest takeaways? Let's start with Casey. Uh, yeah, so thank you for having me, first of all. But so my thoughts on the matter were I wasn't surprised. Um, I expected it. I don't necessarily agree with the move, but uh, in talking with people leading up to this time, right before even the regular season ended, uh, there was people saying, no way he gets fired. He has this job. He hasn't had it long enough. And just with the way the expectations were this year, I just thought it was coming, and I wasn't surprised today. Like I said, don't agree with it, but wasn't shocked. Curious to get your thoughts on the matter, Ohm. I mean, I am a bit surprised. I mean, I did hear some of the things that you were saying. You know, I didn't think um, that he should have been fired, and a lot of other people also said they should. he should have been fired. I don't think it was entirely his fault for what happened. I do put some of the blame on management. You know, they're not... They made some questionable decisions. So did Kapler. I mean, right from the get-go, you know, first... I don't know if I remember the first game, guys, but the Atlanta Braves, Philadelphia Phillies... First game, 2018 season. Uh, the the whole bullpen thing throughout that game, they, Nola, he exited early, and the whole Hobie Milner thing, you know, he wasn't ready in the bullpen, and they had the whole mishap there. So, yeah, Kapler, he did make some questionable management practices, but all, you also have to blame um, Matt Klentak and John Milton and GM's office because clearly they didn't give enough resources for this team to succeed, as a lot of people thought that they should have before this season. Well, you started to touch on the fact that it might not be all his fault, and I think we tend to agree on that. Um, he was hired October 30th of 2017, so almost two years to the day now as he's fired. Um, and the first thing I thought of when he was fired, honestly, was Brad Ausmus of the Angels. Uh, Brad Ausmus was fired after only one year. And similar to him, I don't think Kapler had enough time. Uh, two years is a really short amount of time to get your philosophy across to players, especially when the core isn't even the same. I mean, you're dealing with a whole almost essentially a whole new dynamic this year after bringing in pieces like Harper and JT and not to mention he had some rough goes that were out of his control Odubel Herrera being gone for the year uh, while what he did was terrible we don't need to get into that 
that was big for the team, losing him. He was a key piece, whether he was performing at the time or not. It's a long season. Could have gotten better. Um, Jake Arrieta was not great. The pitching in general wasn't great. Aaron Nola wasn't as good as last year. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't a number one like he was last year. And Jake Arrieta is just, I've never understood the move. I didn't understand it when they first signed him. Uh, they signed him for what he was, not what he is. And he is nowhere near what he was with the Cubs. He's not that Cy Young pitcher. And you saw it again this year with an above five ERA, which was not good. Yeah, speaking of Aaron Nola, you know, I think the big thing for why he regressed a little bit this year is the fact that for what, whatever reason, I still don't understand why they did this, but they let go of pitching coach Rick Kranitz after last season. You know, Nola, he had a great you know season. He was finishing near the top of the NL Cy Young Award voting. And then Jake Arrieta, you know, I, I agree with you there also. You know, I don't understand why they decided to give him that contract. I don't think they should bring it back next year. Um, but I think they, the management definitely should have focused more on pitching in the offseason because they definitely ignore that. The hype was around Harper. The hype was around McCutcheon, Romuto. And the only major significant pitching move that they made was around Dave Robertson. And he got hurt. And then the, the next major move they made was signing Nick Vincent to a minor league deal. And he came up and, you know, he did, he good, he did good in the, in the couple of games that he showed up in. But they really neglected the pitching. And that's the big thing for why this season didn't go as many fans thought it would have. Because they just didn't address the pitching problems from last year. And inconsistency is also another thing that this team has played with. You know, last year, remember in July... Uh, they the Phillies offense the only they went through like a 17 inning scoreless streak they did not score one run of course Jake Arrieta had to break it up but inconsistency is a big problem it's just like the Eagles with their offense and defense remember the Cowboys game last year the offense wasn't fire and the defense wasn't one half and the other was flip flop so you know they just have to find that culture and they just have to really address the pitching soon. So we've touched on the pitching and the personnel issues, which I think is just scratching the surface of the main issue as to why Kapler's gone. Um, but I think we both kind of agree, if I can speak for you and me real quick, is that it's expectations. And those expectations all started with a 13-year, $330 million contract given out to Bryce Harper. And whether he likes it or not, when he signed that deal, Bryce Harper brought expectations of playoffs to Philly fans and baseball fans all across the country. And the thing is, is when they signed him, that team is not built to go around one player and Bryce Harper. They weren't, they didn't have the other pieces like we talked about the pitching. And so that's nice that you bring in Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper, it's not basketball. This isn't a one star gets you there. As we've seen, you need a team and they weren't built ready, built right for Harper to come in and just be the savior. And not to mention, he didn't have the best year. Uh, He finished the year with an 882 OPS. Uh, to put that in perspective, that's his fifth best in only eight years. So only three years has he had a worse OPS than that. Um, and not only that, he was 37th in the league in OPS. You're paying $330 million. I don't think 37th is where you want your $330 million man finishing an OPS. And one more thing is war. The newest analytic wins above replacement. Bryce Harper finished the year with a lower war than other guys around the league. I mean, you see Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich, the MVP candidates, leading you don't necessarily need to be number one, but you'd like to see him in the top 10. Harper wasn't even in the top 50 for war. Oh, yeah. No, I completely I agree with that point. You know, if he really had, what, only one MVP caliber season, that was like three years ago when he had 42 home runs with Washington. 
So yeah, I, I definitely agree with the point that you raised about how all these World Series expectations came when they signed Bryce Harper. Because I remember his first game back in Washington, that was a crazy one. It was a sold-out crowd Sunday night. It was a late-night game. And a lot of these World Series expectations, yeah, it did come from Bryce Harper. And, you know, that's what happens. You get a guy, you know, not a lot of stars come to Philly, so I mean, I completely understand. But, you know, as you raise, you know, one man in baseball is not going to win you the game. You know, you have your best hitter, but he, he, what, hits three times at best over the course of the game. You still have eight guys behind you that still need to do their jobs, not to mention the pitching. So, you know, they, they Middleton, Klintak, you know, whoever they decide hires next is their manager. But that's that obviously should be, you know, the number one priority. But another top priority for this offseason, if they haven't learned from last season, is that they need to get the pitching down. Because if you want to go deep into the postseason, you got to have good pitching around you. Because if you don't, you're not going to win. You're not going to win the World Series, as a lot of fans expect us to. Yeah, and you you bring up a good point of the fact that this offseason is going to be key, and Harper's deal still plays into every offseason going forward. Um, and we'll quickly get into this because I know he's been here a year, so we've heard contract talk. So just quickly. People talk about he's overpaid. It's not the money that's the issue. It's the roster spot for 13 years. We haven't seen that type of contract work out. Best example now, Albert Pujols, who is still playing with the Angels, and Angels fans are just counting down the days until he's off the books. I mean, he's guaranteed $24 million in the 2019 season. He is not playing up to that. Uh, In 2018, factually, in terms of war, the worst player in MLB. I mean, he wasn't even close to war. His war was in the dirt. I mean, Carlos Santana, to put it in perspective, had a 4.5 war that year. That was 50th. I'm not talking top of the charts. That was 50th in war. Pujols' war in 18, 199, 1.99. So not even close to a guy like Carlos Santana, and you're paying him for 10 years, $240 million. So the money's not the issue. It's a non-salary cap sport. It's the years. So the Phillies are going to have a real issue here with management. They need to maximize these next couple years, especially when you're getting Harper at the prime where that contract is paying him what he's worth. Because when you get to the end of this, if you haven't built up a good franchise and a good supporting cast, he's going to be another Pujols, another A-Rod sitting on the end of your bench who who you have to play because you're paying him so much. But he is not going to live up to that by the end of the contract if they don't support or surround him with a good supporting cast. This, it does have the potential to be one of the worst contracts in sports history. Obviously, time is going to tell. But, you know, if they don't get something cooking here, because the NL East over the next couple of years is going to be competitive. The Mets, they had a good year. Peter Alonzo, you know, a rookie coming in smashing 50 home runs. And that's been the story of the year. Obviously, I think he should be rookie of the year. I don't know how you feel. I don't know how you feel about that. But, you know, the Mets and then the Braves with Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, they have a lot of young talent over there. And, you know, one guy, Bryce Harper, yeah, sure, he's a big name. He's going to get you season tickets early in the year. But when you have, you know, the Mets with Alonzo and Dominic Smith, he also had a good year, solid year too, didn't he? He did all right. But, you know, but the Atlanta Braves, they're the big one because a lot of their talent is young. Freddie Freeman is still crushing the ball. And Albies and Acuna Jr., they're two guys you want to, because they're still young. And was it they signed what Acuna to that hundred million dollar deal? I think that was a steal, quite frankly, because you know he'll be what thirty when the contract is over. So they'll still have a couple more years, go good years at least out of them. So you know the Braves are going to be a really scary team. 
So Casey, you emphasize the point of getting good management to maximize the next few years with this team and the talent on this team. So who do you think Clintac and the Phillies should hire and who should be on their radar? We'll start with Casey and then we'll lead to Ohm. Yeah, so uh, this isn't uh, perfect for sports radio, but I don't really have a, a strong opinion on who I think will get it. Um, I think the, the timing of when they fired him seems like they either know what they're who they're going with already or they think they can get in on Madden. Personally, I think Madden and Girardi, who are obviously the marquee names, are not on the table for the Phillies. I think you'll see Madden go to L.A., whether it's the Angels or the Dodgers, which we'll talk about in a minute. Or And I, with Girardi, I think it's definite he's going to the Cubs, but that's just me. Uh, I do have one solution. I don't, I'm not saying this is a very high chance of happening, maybe 50-50 at best, but it's a slam dunk in terms of public relations with fans because it is a pure nostalgia play, and we know nostalgia sells in sports. Charlie Manuel was hired as the hitting coach in August for the Phillies. I think there is a possibility, a possibility, that Charlie Manuel is your new manager next year. Ohm, what do you think? Well, you know, I th- they're going to keep Charlie around, all right, because the culture and, you know, the leadership style he brings is undeniable. You know, 2008, thank you, Charlie. Fair listen to this. Thank you so much. And, you know, the players, they respect you, okay? That's the big thing. Now, I don't know if he'll be manager, but he'll definitely stick around. But if they were to hire somebody, I think they'll go with their third-base coach, Dusty Wathan. That's how I feel about it. I mean, he was second. He was a runner-up to Capo in the last manager search. He did well in double-A AA and triple-A as a manager. And so I think, I think he's going to be the guy. So you brought up um, the third-base coach as your pick. And so I think that, that means we, we seem to agree that they seem to know a direction. And it seems like it might be internal. But they at least seem to know where they're going with this. And that would explain the timing. Because it seems like you would have to know where you're going if you're going to fire him at this time of the year. But I think possibly Charlie Manuel. Again, just a theory. But the listeners might be wondering, I brought up Joe Madden, how I said, I think it's definitely he's going to L.A., Angels or Dodgers. Well, they might be saying, Casey, the Angels is the only position that's open. Well, I think it's a possibility that the Dodgers position is also open for Joe Madden, which would make Dave Roberts a candidate for the Phillies as well. Because of last night, and of course I'm talking about Game 5 of the NLDS, where the Dodgers were shockingly, shockingly sent home by the Nationals. Uh, The 106-win Dodgers, first team in baseball in terms of record, go home. Uh, It's surprising, but the real issue is analysts and fans alike are criticizing Dave Roberts' management of the pitching staff last night with two moves in particular. Kershaw coming back out for the seventh inning and Jansen not being brought in originally with the inning where the Nationals ended up hitting the Grand Slam to go ahead. Instead, they went with Joe Kelly. So first with Kershaw, he get, he, picks, he makes four pitches at the end of the sixth inning, gets them out of that inning. That's great. That should have been it. Now, he said he went with his gut. He brings Kershaw back out for the seventh. Kershaw before this, and we know the Dodgers, Friedman, and, those, and the Dodgers front office are very big on analytics. Kershaw, after the sixth inning, has an above 12, yes, 12 ERA in the postseason. So he should not have come back out, especially because Rendon, the red-hot Anthony Rendon, righty-lefty, was leading off. You could make a case if Soto had been leading off, although I still wouldn't have liked it. But he brings him back out, two pitches, two home runs, game tied. And you could tell momentum was lost right there. I know it was only tied. They lost momentum. Flash forward, game still tied. They go to Joe Kelly instead of one of the highest paid closers in baseball, Kenley Jansen. Joe Kelly gives up a grand slam to Howie Kendrick. They lose the game. They bring in Kenley after the fact when it's already too late. So there's going to be a lot of questions, Dave Roberts. So hypothetically, if Dave Roberts is fired, 
what do you think about the potential of him coming to Philly or the Phillies? Do you think the Phillies even get in the room with Dave Roberts is really what I'm asking. I don't really think so. I don't think Roberts will come to Philly. Um, you know, his problems with managing the pitching, the pitching here is already bad enough. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was fired. You know, it's got to be frustrating for Dodgers fans, you know, to go two World Series and lose. Especially, you know, you have a talented roster. You know, Bellinger probably will be MVP. Muncy's another solid guy that they have. And, you know, they were the NL favorite to go to the World Series and win the whole thing. So I think Roberts will be fired. But whether he'll come to Philly, I don't know if he will. Just because, you know, I don't think he'd fit in the culture here. And quite frankly, I don't know if he'd, you know, really manage our pitching staff that well considering the situation that it's in so yeah so dave roberts was just an idea i personally agree with you i think the phillies have no chance there but all in all the fact of the matter is kapler is out the phillies are in need of a manager who will they get there's some options mostly internal from me and ohm but there are definitely options for them and it seems like to me there will be a move made fairly quickly so we could be talking within the next week or two that we know who the new philly manager is but it's going to be a curious decision going forward Ohm, Casey, thank you so much for joining me. We all just got back from class when this news broke with no scheduling of shooting today, but I definitely wanted to share these two perspectives with you guys since this news broke because I know these two have a lot to talk about when it comes to this. So listen to the Garverar Show next week as I dive deep into the week six of the NFL season and we get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot to talk about there as that week ramps up tune in next week we have so much to talk about but for ohm for casey and from me take care everybody